0: Justin, how do you do? I do fine, man. Uh, you know, I feel like it's uh, finally feeling like fall weather here. I was a little worried when we got to the beginning of October that it wasn't going to cool down. And these last two or three days, man, have really been putting me in that mood.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, uh, oh, that's right. It's a spooky season <laughs> with our spooky Halloween episode. Well, uh, uh, uh. Um uh, actually, let's uh I, I, you know, you mentioned I should have something queued up and I have something even cooler. Um uh let me see bandcamp.com. I'm going to send you a link and uh there's a, a semi-popular 1960s song <laughs> called Halloween Spooks uh, that I actually covered last year. Um so I thought maybe we could play a little bit of this uh while we get ourselves into the spooky Halloween spirit. <laughs>
0: All right, Bandcamp, Chorus FM comps. All right, David Park, Halloween Spooks.
1: Wesley and Phoebe Bridgers make a uh, an appearance here. Oh, there's the scream. Yep.
2: <laughs>
1: okay, so it's it's Halloween season, and uh, and uh, you know you know what didn't happen uh, during Halloween was the sinking of the Titanic. Uh, Do you remember when the Titanic sank? (laughs) Uh,
0: I don't. I just remember it was really cold.
1: Uh, That's right. It was. It was April 10th, 1912 uh, was the maiden voyage. And then it sank uh, on the 15th, uh, April 15th. But uh, I mean, it was in the North Atlantic. uh, So it's very, very cold um uh it's funny i'm reading the the wikipedia entry in service from the 10th to the 15th of april 1912 <laughs> i mean geez <laughs> um and uh there was this uh i don't know if you saw it in the early 90s there was but before the as that was late 90s 97 was the big uh film and there were plenty of films made about it but there was this documentary uh that came out in 92 and it was narrated by uh leonard nimoy did you know that i had
0: no idea no yeah
1: it was uh he the the weird thing there's a little behind the scenes about it um it was produced by uh this guy uh what was his name i'm trying to find it here uh anyway stephen lowe directed it and he's directing leonard nimoy in the booth and leonard nimoy can't get the name of the movie right because the the movie has a similar name to the ship the titanic but it's it's got a longer name. He kept saying Titinica, Titanica," And Stephen Lowe had to say, look, Leonard, stop. Can I break this up for you? He said, yes. So he's like, OK, say tie. And he says, OK, tie. He says, Satanica. This is Jimmy E-Pod.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the documentary is called Satanica. It's called
0: Titanica. Man. You slipped that one right in. Uh, I had to look that that was a real film. Yeah, it's a documentary short in
1: 1992. Yeah, I don't know that any of that story I said is real, but I made it up. Wow. (laughs) And I believe Um, it. So, uh, Satanica by Jimmy Eat
3: World?
1: Yeah. Um, uh, Oh, I did have a bit of housekeeping that I was going to mention on our Patreon episode. Um, I think I thought of, I didn't know I was going to be away I just didn't even consider I would be away when the episode for always be came out. And then I, w- I just, we didn't even like, I didn't even check in like, Hey, are you good doing the social media for Because <laughs> I guess it didn't matter. I would never have been able to post it from the forest. But, um, one thing I did think I would maybe do that I've forgotten, and maybe I'll still do it is do, um, the always be music set to the friends theme song video and put oh, yeah. and synchronize the claps <laughs> <laughs> great idea yeah um and that's all i that's all i had is a uh, 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 but i did love your scantron uh image um yeah Uh. eric
0: uh, my buddy eric and i did uh he did confirm that he was the other person that was my the the co-conspirator in that whole <laughs> oh nice of us of us trying that out and we in fact we tried it out on his scantron i think he said it was in our uh, is that science or chemistry? I don't remember if it was science nine or if it was just the the AP chemistry, but we tried it on one of the scantrons. And, and I think only on a couple of them just because yeah. we didn't want to screw up our whole thing. Didn't work obviously. Yeah. But um, also didn't set off any alarms that we were aware of. No one said, Hey, why did you put <laughs> this on there? Yeah.
1: Right. I feel like teachers were pretty open and we mentioned that on the always be episode, but I felt like teachers were pretty open about people. Don't leave an answer blank. Just fill it in. Yeah. Um, And I always wondered, I was like, what is it breaking the machine or something? Like, what?
0: Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) But also, I was very confused. Like, yeah, who turns in a test without putting something in the bubble? Like, right. Yeah. You have just confused uh, all around.
0: Yeah. Right. I understand Um, not guessing, but at least try to, you know, to get a correct answer, regardless
1: of you knowing it or not. And we didn't mention this on our uh, Patreon episode, but uh, also an important part of the pod. What are you drinking tonight?
0: Oh, okay. So it's a. um, I bought a four-pack of Dragon's Milk Bourbon Barrel-Aged Stout, so I'm having one of Whoa, those.
1: Oh, that sounds really good. Double digits, man. Uh, Costco. Oh. Yeah. A four-pack four of a pack. stout at uh, Costco. You know, it's because
0: they're so hefty. It's like this. Uh, my preferred is Old Rasputin. Okay. Uh, but they didn't have that at Costco, and I haven't been to a store in, I don't know, how many months. Let
1: me see if it's public knowledge. <laughs> Hold on. I'm looking up something that I'm working on at work. I want to see if this is public knowledge so I can mention it. Yes. Okay. You mentioned Rasputin and Mm -hmm. in The King's Man, uh, the third of the Kingsman films uh, coming out, Uh uh, Rasputin is portrayed in the film by a guy who absolutely loves Rasputin history. Um, Oh, really? And it was like always his like goal in life to, 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 I think he was like actively developing a movie about Rasputin. And uh, this part came up, and he got to play Rasputin in the film. It's uh, um, should be a fun picture. I haven't seen it, but everything I know about it sounds great. Um, and uh, I think it'll be out next year. Now they keep pushing it. Um, yeah, twelve. Nice of little February, preview there, twenty twenty one. But yeah, old Rasputin made made me think of that, and I think it comes up uh in some of the interviews we've done for the movie. I don't know if it'll make it out anywhere, but
0: there you go. And what are you having?
1: Aha! That is my mango cart, Golden Road. Always
0: refreshing. The mango cart the watermelon cart
1: love the carts i I actually saw at costco they had a fruit cart pack which is good because they always try to put that wolf pup ipa in there i don't like ipas um (laughs) well just give those to me yeah it's like when uh you buy um uh i i haven't had in a long time but quaker oats the 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 microwave packs and it's like like uh cinnamon and spice and brown sugar cinnamon and then plain And you're like, come on, (laughs) you're just trying to sell the plane packs. Man, we got to
0: move the plane into
1: this box. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Look at this surplus
1: of plane. Yeah. And if it's not plane, it's uh, apples and cinnamon, which I don't like. So
0: really? Oh, man, that's good.
1: Not the Quaker oats kind. I like a good apple cinnamon oatmeal.
0: Now, now the apples and the apples and cinnamon, that's the one where once you've you've nuked it, it's got the tiny little dehydrated Yep. Okay. I, I, I can I'm, see how that can be. I don't mind dehydrated
1: fruit. It's just, I don't know. It's just not enough or something. Like, usually, if I yeah. like an apple cinnamon oatmeal, it's got nuts in it. And we digress so much because Satanica, this MySpace <laughs> song or something, um exists, I yeah. guess. Uh, I, I did my we, research while we did the Patreon episode. And, and I'm excited
0: the, to hear it. But first, there is one thing that you and I have to go through. Oh, please. and I specifically spoke with Ben Foote about this. Oh, uh, he left us a voicemail. And I haven't listened to it, and you haven't listened okay. to it, so let's Apparently listen to it live not. on the podcast. Do it live. All right, here we go. This is uh, this is Ben Foote.
2: Hey, guys. Ben Foote here. Just finished listening to the Drugs For Me episode. Zach Hall almost took the words out of my mouth when he commented on how the themes of pain lead right into Drugs For Me. But I had one more comment to add to that train of thought. On the Facebook group a while back, someone had posted something about fans' favorite three-song stretch. I believe you guys have talked about it on the pod before. People stated classics like is Light to Dizzy or Tend to Heaven. Uh, but my opinion is that the strongest three-song stretch is World You Love to Drugs or Me. I think it tells a story, basically. World You Love is about getting high out of your mind. Pain is when that gets out of control and drugs become a coping mechanism rather than a casual tool mm-hmm. for recreation. Mm-hmm. And Drugs or Me is like the tipping point where the narration is flipped to a friend or a lover of the protagonist in Worlds You Love and Pain. And the stark contrast of tones like between the ending of Worlds You Love and Pain is kind of what made me start thinking about that. Cause it's such a flip of uh, of just kind of atmosphere. And then obviously the bleed into Drugs or Me from Pain solidified that theory in my mind. So those are just my two cents. Uh, keep up the great work guys and party on six feet apart. <laughs> I love
0: it. Oh man. So that's interesting. We, we talked about, uh, we talked about pain, drugs, or me Polaris, but I didn't hear any that were uh world you love. Yeah. On. So maybe it's a four song stretch of, uh, that, you know, that whole, uh, that whole album in the middle is just, is, uh, is high and low, and then um, I can't wait to do Polaris, man.
3: <laughs> I think there's
0: so much leading up to that that we've we've spoken. Ben Foote mentioned it with uh, World You Love. Uh, we've talked about it in in that there's a lot of people on the subreddit that think you, you know it goes from from pain to drugs to Polaris. So I'm interested to see that we can finally we haven't done pain yet, but um, you know we can just put Polaris in there. Such a pretty song. Yeah. Oh, Uh, but I'm glad I love it that uh, that Ben said uh, took the words out of my mouth, man. I love that he shared that uh, we we had we shared the same sentiment there.
1: It's so funny. I thought we had Polaris coming up. Um, We could, I guess. But
0: yeah, I thought we had saved it for somebody that they were looking to say, hey, I wanted to come on for that episode. But uh, maybe it's open season if someone wants to come on for Polaris.
1: I don't have anybody marked down for Polaris. Okay, I have. That in the Waterloo episode episode of Mad Men, uh, when uh Sally is they're all at a friend's house watching the moon landing. And Sally goes outside because she's like being an angsty tween. And there's this like nerdy guy that's like looking through his telescope. And he's like, you want to see Polaris? So I wrote a note here to mention that <laughs> on the Polaris episode. That's about all. Those are all the pre notes I have for Polaris so far. So yeah, yeah, if anybody was, wants to come on the show, 484 J8 Pod.
0: I think when uh, we were look, can... when I was looking at it, I was trying to coincide it with some kind of celestial event. So maybe we can do that. We can figure something out that's in the next Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Right.
1: <clears throat> okay.
0: Yeah. But hey, thanks, Ben. Uh, thanks for calling in. Always. Yes, love, thank you, Ben. Always Always, love always good to hear. Yeah. So you you did some live researching for Satanica, huh?
1: I did. Um, I did not come up with much. Um, <laughs> so Here's here's the most I have, and I'm going to give this to our boy uh, Thomas Heap over at Heap of Games, who has mentioned several times to us, are you going to do Satanica? Are you going to do Satanica? <laughs> I've commented on his YouTube video, one of the only places this song exists outside of our Google Drive. He actually only posted this October 1st, um, oh. which is funny. So he only posted it October 1st this year, and I just commented Hell yeah. So here's what Thomas Heap says about. So Thomas Heap is doing this episode. Um, (laughs) Unless you have more beyond this. Um, Here's what I have. This song was once rumored to become a B-side on the European version of the "Appraised" Chorus single, but that never materialized. The song then became somewhat of a legend among Jimmy Eat World fans on the old message boards, a mysterious, elusive piece of music that few really thought actually existed. Then, briefly, the song appeared on the Jimmy Eat World MySpace page, confirming that it did, in fact, exist. To this day, it remains the most elusive and obscure Jimmy Eat World song. Some have claimed the music to hold a dark curse, dot, dot, <laughs> dot. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we, should, we should play like a crackling fire behind <laughs> it. Oh, that. yeah. <laughs> um, that would be cool. Oh, fuck. Okay, shit. Let's... uh what if we do the, um, are you afraid of the dark? Uh, Oh, the intro. Yeah. Fire crackling. And then, uh, 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 we did this once on remain seated, please, where we did all these like Disneyland, uh, urban legends and things. And we, every, every legend that we told, uh, was submitted for the approval of remain (laughs) seated. Um, I've got it queued up anyway. I, I think, Oh yeah. Uh, well, it would be hard to like time it out, but oh, yeah. I'll, I'll read the last. I'll read the last sentence. Let's see okay. if it works.
0: All right, here we go. I'm gonna play it. Ready?
1: Yeah. <laughs> to this day, it remains the most elusive and obscure Jimmy Eat World song. Some have claimed the music to hold a dark curse.
3: That's a
0: take. That's a take. We're gonna go with that one, David. Thanks, man. We'll uh, we'll, we'll get your parents so to check. Good. Thanks for hanging out.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Oh man, that was great. Oh man, I should have read it more Canadian. <laughs> um, they sold the whole series on Voodoo. It's the only thing I own on Voodoo, um, but it was it was on sale for ten dollars. The only bummer about it is that they're not linear. So I have to reference Wikipedia to watch them in, in order because the incidental scenes do have an overall arc to them um, with the Midnight Society. Um, they're bringing people in for the first time. They're telling their first stories and all that stuff. And so it doesn't matter what order the episodes play in, um, which as, you know, a 10 year old watching it, you don't care.
0: Right. Um, so I, it makes me think of Zebo the Clown. Now that episode came out in.
1: I think that was the first episode.
0: Yeah, I I was uh nine yeah i can't imagine showing charlotte who will be nine in three years the zeebo the clown episode yeah (laughs) and i wasn't scared i mean it was creepy but i wasn't like affected to where i you know you know wet the bed and i I had to ask my mom to can i sleep in your room tonight but looking at that character man it's freaky
1: yeah totally um absolutely love that show i actually i i well, before we did Jimmy pod, I was looking to see if there was an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode and boy or podcast. And it is a saturated market. Yeah. So I decided uh, against that idea. And there it already had my name and everything. I was going to do Are You Afraid of the Pod? Um, <laughs> and it already existed. So um, anyway, yeah. What so a great-
0: that, what you read okay. was from uh, Thomas.
1: Yeah. Thomas heaps a heap of games. Um, uh, for, uh, uh, listeners would recognize him for, as the guy with the static prevails rock opera theory. Gotcha. Um, and he, he said, posted this to YouTube October 1st of this year.
0: Okay. Uh, and he said it was supposed to be on the, uh, appraised chorus single. Yes. Which was, that would have been like around 2000, 2001, right? Yes. Okay. And then. Well, that just let me go forward now to the one article that I found on this from punknews.org. Oh, nice. Titled, um, Jimmy Eat World delivers two holiday covers, comma, PlayStation song. Uh, and then I'll just mm. read, I'll read the whole article. It's only it's only three little paragraphs here. Uh, Thought currently working on their new album, Jimmy World has posted some new material online for the holidays. This first is a, a cover of Last Christmas as originally recorded by Wham!, and the second is their take on Lowe's If You Were Born Today. Both songs can be streamed online or purchased via iTunes. The band also posted a new B-side titled Satanica. Jim's At Ad- Jim Adkins describes the last track as a track made with the PlayStation game MTV Sound Generator. The software was released back in 2002. You can check out all three tracks on their MySpace page. The band released their last album, Futures, in 2004 and followed that with uh, the Stay On My Side EP released later, released last year. And I'm trying to get like an idea of like the timeline for this when this was released. So this was written by uh, Albin Paul for the Universal Music Group, so UMG, 14 years ago. So October of 2016, right? Is that I'm mean, 2006? Uh-huh. <laughs> October of 2006.
1: That's 14 years ago, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So around that time, this article was written. And it says the band also posted a new B side. So, this is saying that this track was released um, to their MySpace page about three years later. So, in that three years, must have been that time that they were teasing on the boards about that existing. And I right. imagine in sometime in 2000 and, um, 2006, they decided to put it up on their
1: MySpace. Is that correct then? Uh, it sounds right because, yeah, MySpace would have been popping. Right, right uh, around that yeah, time. Yeah, it would have been popping 2006. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay.
0: All right. So it does make sense. Then everything's everything's falling in line. But that's a lot of cool
1: information that I was not aware of.
0: Right, and there's there's a couple of uh, issues with that though. Oh. it's not the MTV Sound Generator. It's the MTV Music Generator, and it was released in 1999. There was oh. one called MTV Sound Generator Two that was released in 2000 and. One or two for the PlayStation 2. And the reason why I know that, David, is because... And again, I had to confer with Eric. The name of the software that he and I used to use was, in fact, the MTV Music Generator. Wow. And he and I both created songs on this. Did you Have you seen this software at all? No. Okay. There is a specific sound that he and I both recalled, and it was called the Ambient Whale. Well... I couldn't find any YouTube videos on that included that. So I went to the links of downloading the ROM uh,
1: Oh, and I had, oh I had yeah. the game.
0: So, I mean, I just can't play it right now. So that, you know, it's all legal. And I, I downloaded the ROM, installed it, and then went in, opened up the application and navigated over to this sound. And I found it and it was under, I want to say it's, it's a, it's like a clunky, it, imagine it's like, it's like Fruity Loops. But it's you're controlling okay. it with, uh, you know, just a PlayStation controller, so it gets a little clunky. Although I do remember spending hours um, <laughs> playing this. But this is that sound, the ambient whale that I had uh, um, sampled from uh, from that application. Wait, one more time. So they I had all that. these different genres that you could grab uh, loops from. And you could, like, let's say if you wanted to fall into the rock category, they had rock loops, um, 16 beat, uh, four on the floor, uh, bass, bass lines. But you couldn't really, you could get, I guess you could get to the level of tuning and and manually putting in notes, but you really just used the loops. So we would put together these really hardcore rock songs and then throw in the <laughs> ambient whale every now and then. And it became our thing. You know, that was That's like fun, the, yeah. that was that <laughs> But so there's a lot of cool videos. Check this one out. Um, I found this. This was on YouTube, and it's MTV Music Generator by Quicks, Quickspeed. So I imagine you're supposed to say it, Quickspeed. Maybe he's a, a racer, judging from his uh, his helmet on. But listen to this. Uh, this is what he wrote down in the description before I play this. This is my first complete song titled Misty using MTV Music Generator, a.k.a. Music 2000, I did this before M2000 on my PlayStation 1 back in 2001, and I remade it again on PC version. Hope that you will like it. Check out how this sounds. Got a little title here, but it'll start momentarily. sound like mega
1: drive when i was <laughs> yeah man this is great this is 20 years ago it's like retro wave yeah
0: whoa yeah right and wait, the we the beat comes in I gotta throw in an ambient whale. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah, this
1: is cool, man. Yeah. I'd probably throw more reverb on it, but otherwise it's terrific.
0: Right? So and you can see from the interface it it's for being on a PlayStation using a controller, it's it was actually pretty easy to use. It was just clunky, um, switching between the sounds. You could copy and paste stuff. But um, yeah. I, for for what uh, the software was, that guy did a great job on, on putting that oh, one totally. together. So that's the software that so, I imagine this was written with.
1: Yeah. And let's hear what yes. this is.
0: All right. Yeah. Now's the time. So I've got this queued up here. Um... Uh, in our Google I Drive. I got up and watch uh, together. Oh, awesome. From hit
1: Thomas it. Heap's uh, thing. But yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. But
0: Oh yeah, then hit it uh, then. We can both listen.
1: Yeah, we can give Thomas Heap the view. Yeah. Um, um, well, I'm hitting go. Uh, maybe it's giving us trouble like it did the other week. Uh, I'll reload the page and see what we get. Oh no, that's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about that after. Um, I will say I tried to make a rave DJ of this and rave DJ wouldn't let me put this song in. So maybe, oh, here we go. echo the dolphin right here yeah
0: (laughs) ooh I hear birds yeah bit at the end is when it gets really satanic sounds like the devil scaring the crap out of some girl right
1: it sounds like it was in drop c flat <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: that there, was cool man oh yeah i was i was interested to hear um what people thought about it and the only comments on this are in that punk article Okay. And down at the bottom, so 14 years ago, around the same time this was posted, Wall of Youth says, never liked this band, but I do find the fact that they called a the song Satanica very funny in a good <laughs> way. Uh, and then this Satanica song fits quite well while I play Portrait of Ruin. Um, and I don't know if you heard the clip, man, but this that that part when the the guitars come back in totally makes me think of like WWF WrestleMania when they've got yeah. <laughs> in-between characters or you're in-between screens. Um And another thing I wanted to share with you, man, was I don't know why Rick Allen came up at this point in my life, but it was when I was recording stuff in Cakewalk. Now, I look back on this, and I think it's not really that that funny, but I recorded something in Cakewalk called The One-Armed Drummer after <laughs> Rick Allen. And the whole thing that I wanted to do was um, I took my just one hand and played the drum parts. so. Uh, would you would you like to hear a little bit of that please okay so this and the when i heard that the drum beat in there when the first one kicks in it's got that like kind of like it's a little bit off beat uh, but it reminded me of this little piece that i wrote so i'm going to play a little bit of the intro then i'll jump ahead to where i think it actually the song actually starts so this is supposed to sound like the sound check and they're practicing Then we'll jump ahead to when the actual song starts <laughs> up here. <laughs> the guitar noodling yeah. is so good. <laughs> this is us talking about Sound Arena. This is like dudes when they just get set up in Sound Arena for the first 30 minutes of your paid time, right?
1: Yeah, totally. <laughs> All
0: right, let me jump ahead. the hi-hat can only be hit once when the, the song, yeah, yeah it's, it's terrible man i thought it was funny at the time i listen to it now and i think oh, it's ah, hilarious was... yeah all right i it's just a feel jam. like <laughs> i was just recording anything and everything in cakewalk at that time I was just trying. I think I just purchased that M-Audio, the Oxygen 8. I was fiddling around with MIDI sounds. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, that that uh, Satanica reminded me of that, The when the drums come in in the beginning and then in the middle when they come back in after that. It sounds like a Japanese, it could be in a Japanese garden.
1: Totally, I, di- I dig it, man. It's uh, it, It's uh, almost got um, aqueous transition vibes in that Oh, area. yeah. Uh, uh, that I- Incubus song. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it's funny you mention that because that whale sound always reminded me of the warmth, which is on that same album. Oh, okay, right. And it's the, I think the warmth here. I've got that that cued up real quick. Let's see. The warmth didn't have it cued up, but I can play it. <laughs> right. So the yeah, the ambient whale reminded me of that. You've got Aqueous Transmission, which is a cool song, too. Yeah. Um, and really, I mean, that was there was one thing. I think that was it for the for the actual sound stuff that I had to contribute to this. I'm glad you enjoyed the one arm drummer. <laughs> yeah, just, totally. I <laughs> um, it would, so it I would did want to
1: well. I'm actually pulling up some stuff right now, which I'm very excited about. More information about this track. Um But I did want to come back. I had put something in the watch together that I said I wanted to come back to. So we've done this song. I don't remember if we talked about this video on this episode, but you talk about music maker programs. And boy, did I use as much as you use that PlayStation music maker. Did I use Mario paint for this exact thing? And sure enough, I look up Mario paint, Jimmy Eat World, and I came across uh, several videos of songs we'll do later futures was done on mario paint oh, and man. just like your ambient whale we used the yoshi <laughs> sound was the ambient whale for us in uh, yeah. in uh oh, no it was either yoshi or the baby sound <laughs> <laughs> um uh so anyway here really is futures by jimmy Eat world <laughs> on mario paint this is from user thor hammerhand
0: So each one of those uh, icons has a different sound, right?
1: Yep. He's using the heart and the mushroom as the bass. Yeah.
0: And the car, is the car the melody line, or is is it the...
1: Uh, I love that. <laughs> That's so sick. Yeah, yeah I is. think it is. Yeah,
0: you see the sharp notes.
1: I'm in awe right now, this is so good. the bridge. It's coming. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Mario came in there. (laughs) This has got to be a modded version because I'm pretty sure... On the SNES, you could never put more than three notes together. I also don't remember being able to do sharp and flat notes. take this key it might help you along the way <laughs> your princess is in another castle <laughs> That was the, that's, that's what we the would always do. Sound? Throw it at the end of whatever we
0: did. You know what I'm thinking of? Um, I'm thinking of Mario Kart 64 when he goes, okay. Okay. But I, I know what you're talking about now, the little baby sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good.
1: Oh, man, that was incredible. Oh, wow, man. Great job, Thor Hammerhand.
0: Shows how well um, composed that song is, too. I mean, Oh, it just, absolutely. It, just as a song.
1: And Thor Hammerhand, like, nailed all the parts. I'm translating some stuff, too. Um, So nothing in that article. I came across a couple things that supposedly said Satanica, but um, there are other things that are not what I want them to be. Uh, Yeah, that's not it. Okay, so this website is completely in German, visions.de, which is like Deutschland, right? Uh, Um, uh, Is that Denmark? oh maybe uh so i think this is a rough translation of what you read from punk, punknews.org, but i like the rough translation kitsch contemplation and trash for the holidays are presented by jimmy world their myspace page has covers of the wham classic last christmas and of lowe's if you were born today by the way i did not know if you were born today was a cover that song is terrific uh, in addition, Satanica is a disturbing instrumental piece that frontman Jim Adkins has put together with the PlayStation game MTV Sound Generator. Um, so that was from this randomvisions.de news website. Um, and then, oh, come on. I had a couple of other things. Uh, okay, Phoenix New Times went and interviewed Jim in this article called Let It Bleed, May 10th, 2001 by bob mayer did you come across this article no i did not so way down i think they're talking about like how do you follow up uh, such a i mean technically bleed american wasn't quite out but bleed american's about to come out um he plays this guy from the phoenix new times some stuff they've been working on uh and there's a bit of there's a uh let me uh let's go back and give some context Uh, Meanwhile, Adkins has been using the current downtime to write material for the next Jimmy Eat World album and begin work on a proposed side project tentatively dubbed the All Rock Alert. (laughs) Adkins says he's decided to shelve his orc pop outfit, Go Big Casino, for the time being. Taking up a chair behind the console of his home studio, Adkins closes his eyes and bobs his head as the monitors blare out a just-finished demo of a new, untitled number. The punkish, three-chord romp is indicative of the growing diversity in Adkins' writing, an an attribute that makes a quantum leap on the new record. Now, here we go. Adkins finally seems to get comfortable as he pulls up a handful of song snippets he's been working on, including a hilariously over-the-top doom metal instrumental, called Satanica which <laughs> is composed metal. entirely on the Sony PlayStation Music Maker program something that as he notes with a wicked grin may see the light of day as a european b-side so this is further um confirmation that they were maybe going to do a b-side uh do use this track as a b-side um what an so yeah, odd that's a-
0: what an odd choice right it just sounds so yeah i mean i I guess why not it just seems like such a i don't know why they did it and if it was to somehow promote underhandedly promote that software if that's their first like hey guys maybe we should think about getting our stuff into video games and that didn't work for them until like you know mid-2000s but
1: right you know or just, if just they were so like hey let's give it to some you know the developers or sony was like let's give it some bands and see what they come up with and Jimmy world was like okay and they didn't like what they did with it or something right it, you know what i mean well at this um, point
0: uh early 2000 they're 20s early 20s yep yeah right so i mean they're they're at that age where they're probably playing the you know playstation and, and those other uh consoles anyway
1: yeah and then, this this kind of goes into community, but it has just more confirmation of what we've been saying. User ULC, uh, 11 months ago, uh, somebody just said, Happy Halloween. And I don't know what they were talking about. Uh, In the spirit of the day, what would you say are Jimmy Eat World's creepiest, spookiest, scariest songs? I know Jimmy isn't exactly Insane Clown Posse, but play along, I'd nominate the following. Uh, and actually, it's interesting. This thread was posted by a deleted user Mm -hmm. Uh, the user ulc uh, with four points uh, commented that satanica probably the rarest jimmy eat world song ever they played around uh, they played around with some music maker i think it was the mtv music maker and created this song they mentioned it in an interview many years back and it became an inside joke on the old message board because no one got to listen to it after many years, they uploaded it somewhere. MySpace, maybe. And we got to listen to the strangest Jimmy Eat World <laughs> tune ever. And then they found a source mentioning the song. So you guys can believe me. And it's they link to the punk news article. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then they say, I can uh, I can upload the song later today. I'm at work right now, but your ears are not prepared for this. <laughs> and then they post a link. And I actually commented on this post. Please post it. Um <laughs> uh cuz i think i had not heard it i don't think i don't know if this was the first time i had heard of it um but yeah it's um kind of a funny thing and i guess if we're talking about creepiest spookiest scariest songs here's the the things that the user that has been deleted um suggested softer kind of an underlying uneasiness and creepy feel to this one ends with the lights going out at a rockefeller center get it faster the edginess and tone make this one of my favorite Halloween tracks. Ramina, straight up alien abduction vibe. So yeah, I've never really thought of like outside of Satanic. What could be the the creepiest Jimmy Eat World song?
0: Mm, pass the baby.
1: Yeah, pass the baby's good. Somebody suggested Firestarter. Somebody said Five Five Five. I think those are good. I think it's more in the
0: delivery. So I um, Emmy 2018. She mentions they played a show here in AZ one year. Uh, October 29th or 30th, and they dressed him in costumes. I think I came across that video when I was searching for covers. We did, yeah. Jim had the Phoebe Bridger skeleton outfit. Right, on. right. And it's more, and, and somebody also says, I remember that show, Jim had the raddest evil laugh. I think any song can be super evil, you know, if it's yeah, delivered totally. and projected the right way. I wish I could have seen that. <laughs> I mean, in person. Yeah, right? Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> um. So, I mean... I got a couple other things I could talk about with community, but before we hit that, you had a great idea about filling the time and talking about maybe a top five Halloween movies.
0: Right. And I didn't give you, I didn't give you many guidelines for it and picking top five, there's a ton to choose from. I ended up just choosing five movies that make me feel like, okay, Halloween's here. I could, I could sit down anytime in October so long as the weather, you know, is, is also fitting. And watch any one of these five movies, and I feel like this is, I feel comfortable, I feel like fall, uh, I enjoy this. So that's what I put, that's what I based my top five Halloween movies off of. And so I didn't give you any guidelines. I I was interested to hear what you had. I figured you and I would have completely different, um, aside from one one, um, film we might have in common. The other four that I have, I think, is just going to be way off your radar. So uh,
1: I'm I'm sort of like randomly like typing things in while you while you chat because I I didn't really make mine, but it's such an important time of year for me. I'm trying to like what are my go to's? So go ahead and uh hit right. me with yours and then I'll
0: Okay. Well, I'll start with the the one movie that fits fits the scene, fits the time, um, fits Halloween, and that is Hocus Pocus. Um, baby. I love that I can watch that with my kids. It's a little bit. I mean, if
1: you really watch part of it, I mean, the cat gets run over. <laughs> so you <yeah. laughs> have yeah. that. Yeah, it, it, I I haven't shown Wes it yet, and I I didn't remember, but the kids like preoccupied with his virginity a lot, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which I found oh, the very b- it, the oh, very like know.
0: the opening scene talks about that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of undertones that I you know I know, I know that, that our kids at their age didn't get. And then there's some visual things like that cat getting run over by the bus and it reinflates itself and runs away. Yeah. Um, so it's I mean, it's OK, but they didn't you know, they didn't come running to us. So there's parts of it that they don't get. But I do enjoy that that whole movie, you know, it it's, it's set in um, what that like the New England area. It's in uh, Salem, Virginia, right? That's yep. the that's I, mean, I think that's the the actual town that they're in, but yeah, it's set there. I love the the colors, the vibe, and uh, Kathy and Jimmy, Bette Midler, um, and Sarah Jessica Parker, great Sarah as, Jessica Parker, yep. uh-huh. oh great as the Sanderson sisters. The, the whole cast is really cool, and we watched it a whole bunch last year. Haven't started watching it again this year. Now that the weather's better, I think we can watch it. But that was my first one. That was the one I had to pick. Was like the it fit all of the 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 um, guidelines for like a a Halloween fall movie. Uh, Then I went to Ernest Scared Stupid because I love love a good Jim Varney flick. Yeah, Yeah, man. And it's got one star, seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Right, exactly.
1: A bunch of wrong-headed
0: idiots. It is wrong, wrong, wrong. I mean, this is the one I I think if I remember correctly, this is the one where there's a troll that he's got to uh, take care of by the end of this.
1: Yeah. But it's got, it's got all the,
0: you know, it's, it fits all the, the Jim Varney, um, all of his, the, the, the bits that he adds to his movies, his style of delivery. And I just love him. You know, I love his acting style and his, and his, uh, the way that he handles films. So I, I picked Ernest scared stupid as my second film.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Third pick is the, the Adams family.
1: Sure, yeah,
0: right. It's a dark. It doesn't necessarily take. I don't know if it takes place around that time. I don't know if there's any uh, explicit mention of of Halloween in in that. No, first I don't think one. so.
1: Halloween, uh, uh, Halloween. Uh, Adams family values. Yeah, it, what's it, they they do the Thanksgiving play, right. but it's a summer school, so or like right, summer and at camp. A camp. Yeah, yeah. I asked Susie about that the other day because I haven't seen Values in a long time, but I was like. Well, they're not at summer camp doing a Thanksgiving play, so I was confused about why that, like, what's the timeline there?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, and the my association with the values is is sitting on, and I mentioned this before, sitting on my bed playing Link's Awakening on my Game Boy. Um, nice. <laughs> just having that on in the background, and it was, you know, the light was,
1: yeah.
0: oh, yeah. Uh, then I have uh, the Monster Squad, which I'm excited yes, to show. dude. Man, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, The problem is, um, what's his name? Jason Hervey uh, uses the uh, the F-slur. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Very liberally um, in the film. But I hadn't seen Monster Squad until maybe two or three years ago. Robert Leidinger showed it to me. Um, And I absolutely loved it. Yeah.
0: Some people think of it as the Goonies of the horror genre.
1: Yeah. It is. Right. I and think. And it's good.
0: So one yeah. day I'll show my kids that film. The last one on my list uh is The Burbs. <gasps> yeah. Man, I love the I, I well I I just love Tom Hanks as an actor in that film. But uh uh Rick Dokumun, I think that's how you say his last name. Just, oh, there, yeah, man. So many characters and uh who am I thinking of the the military guy um his uh, his sisters in Jurassic Park. It's um she's Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, No, no, no! His daughter, uh, Bruce Dern. Uh, Sorry, yeah, sorry. Daughter, her dad. Yeah, Yeah,
0: that's it. Bruce Dern is in this. Laura Dern is is his daughter, and yeah, yeah, just a great cast. Uh, And the, the whole that whole concept of the neighbors, the the darkness, the bodies, something underneath the house. I just love, I love that film. And it does have a, it does have you know, it's it's set in the Midwest, I think, like that area up there. Somewhere near, I don't know, like somewhere between Ohio and Minnesota, I think one of those areas, Illinois, maybe. But I just love how it's. Uh, That sounds right. Yeah, it's you know it takes
1: place in like Middle America, uh, and it's my favorite thing is that the the Universal logo. uh, It I love when movies do something with the the logo. Um, the studio logo and in this yeah. one you see the universal logo with the earth and and then it does like the Google earth zoom in all the way to the house. Yes. Into um, the actual town. Yeah. It's so great.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know which one we just watched the other day. We watched Lindsay's request uh, was the Flintstones and they did the same thing. The universal logo, it cuts into them watching TV and it goes into this really, <laughs> it just looks like an old prehistoric universal logo oh, that nice. scoots and uh, yeah it just makes it so much more interesting when you see the universal logo and they do something with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I don't Indiana want to miss- Jones did that with the Paramount logo. Um, oh yeah. And Weenie did it with the Disney castle.
0: Yeah. And so there you have it. I mean that that's my that's my five time of the
1: season Halloween movies that I I picked, awesome. you know, going through my list. There you go. Those are great. Um, I had Hocus Pocus and Monster Squad on my list. Ernest Scared Stupid, I'm embarrassed I did not have on there. Um, but Adam's Family and the Burbs for sure are great ones. So um, the first one I played this year, and it's usually the first one I play is The Craft. Um, I think because it's like my way of hinting to Susie that it's spooky season. Because you can kind of <laughs> play it at any time, but it is like very like spooky uh it's um it's just such a great film and I don't think I saw it I, I definitely didn't see it when I was a kid I probably saw it after in my twenties at some point and it's like I watch it one or tw- once or twice a year um because I thoroughly enjoy it um so the craft uh Scream I watched it last night uh it's one of my all time favorite movies um and it holds up I love uh, so much about Scream uh, I even did uh my buddy Robert that I did um remains seated please with uh him and his wife have a podcast called Pods and Monsters and I was on their scream episode um so obviously one of the goats um and which you know is- I read
0: recently I don't know if it was on Reddit because I what I mean, I spend a what 10% of my day on that damn site uh <laughs> that Drew Barrymore actually called 911 uh during that scene in the beginning where she's she's Oh and the operator on the other end had to say you have to stop calling you know this is this sounds real do you need help that's Um,
1: funny that sounds vaguely familiar does it yeah I mean Um, again I
0: I can't uh, I I don't know if it's true or not but it was I think was one of those today I learned
1: (laughs) the more popular story is the guy uh, Wes Craven had the voice on set um, to do the to read the lines with her on the phone and in order to get her to, to to actually cry, Wes Craven would talk about like hurting animals and hurting dogs and Ooh, things yeah. like that because Drew Barrymore is like a staunch animal rights advocate and uh, and stuff like that. Um, so he was able to make her cry by like describing horrible <laughs> uh, situations <laughs> with dogs and things.
0: Um, Man, what a terrible way to get a good reaction.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, another that I'm kind of excited to show Wes soon Um, is witches the witches um which robert zemeckis is remaking it comes out thursday this week oh my gosh Um, you're right yeah i think it'll be out years later already and it looks good like it doesn't look like terrible um so uh i'm very excited to see the robert zemeckis version Um, But the original is just so charming. It's so good. I remember playing it on the schoolyard like we were little mice running, riding around on our little like Lego monorails and stuff like that. Um, (laughs) Such a good one. Um, So uh, The Witches is just an all time great. Uh, Just right up there with Hocus Pocus for me. I actually grew up on The Witches. I didn't see Hocus Pocus. I don't think until I was in my 20s. Um, So... uh, So, yeah, my list is long. I have so many great ones in here. Um, (laughs) Maybe I'll do a bunch of runners-up where I don't describe so much. Um, I'm going to toss up here. I'm going to say, because one of them has to be on there. So now I'm I'm really down to, like, trying to choose one movie here. I'm going to go ahead and say Coco. Coco is a beautiful Pixar film about the Day of the Dead, about a boy... Who uh, doesn't know a lot about his past uh, other than his family refuses to let him be a musician, which is like one of the only things he's actually good at. He steals a very famous uh, guitar player's guitar from his uh, grave and is sent to the land of the dead as punishment. And uh, he learns about himself and his family uh, as he goes throughout the land of the dead. Such an incredible film um with uh have you seen it
0: i don't know if i'm ready to i i haven't seen it yet and i know i, I enjoy oh. a good disney film but recently read that uh you know even even the strongest of people are uh, are reduced to weeping human beings at the end of this film so i don't know if i'm the music I'm, is
1: Incredible. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, I was, yeah, I was bawling at my office uh, when I saw it. It was the first movie Wes ever saw in the theaters because we were able to get into an annual pass holder screening at Disneyland. Um, so west got to see it in the movie theater and he actually sat through the whole thing and really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, we may watch that
0: this season. I don't, I don't know if, if I was prepared for it, but, uh, if you, if you maybe we watch it a
1: Friday, but I mean, yeah. that's if you want to cry in front of me or not. <laughs> Uh, but it's a very, very touching. Um, yeah, it's good. And last but not least, which one do I choose? I'm going to say Halloween one. Oh yeah. Because it's the, you know, it's the quintessential, but, um, I also love Halloween three, which is called season of the witch has nothing to do with Michael Myers, but has all to do with Halloween. Uh, the the actual pagan holiday and uh how what are they uh it's spelled Samhain but it's Samhain uh season and uh all that stuff anyway Halloween three is absolutely incredible Halloween four has some of my best my favorite imagery from the series because they also went back to the original like harvest Location? season and it takes place uh, yeah. yeah like Haddonfield is solidified as more of a farm town and i really like a lot of what they did in halloween 4 which is a direct sequel to halloween 2 halloween 2 i actually don't think is all that great um uh there's some fun stuff that's in the major, er, that's in the tv edit that was not in the theatrical release um but halloween 2 is just kind of whatever so uh and then uh i like 5 and 6 for d- various reasons uh i love h2o but i don't I can kind of watch that whenever it doesn't, it doesn't scream Halloween to me. Halloween 2018 though has some great trick or treat scenes and uh, some great chase scenes and stuff like that. So I know that sort of covered all of the Halloween series. Um, the zombie films don't really count to me. I, I suppose I could revisit them. What's fun is um, the actress who's the little girl, Danielle Harris, who is a little girl in Halloween four uh-huh. She plays another character, but Rob Zombie cast her in his version of the film. So she's kind of carried over into that um, franchise. So, yeah, that's my top five uh, The Craft, Scream, Witches, Coco, Halloween. And then I have a bunch of runners up like Ichabod <laughs> and Mr. Toad, Frank and Weenie, any of the Harry Potter films, Nightmare, uh, which is more of a Christmas film, uh, Frankenstein, The Wolfman, um, stuff like that. So, see, I knew you'd have a comprehensive list. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, uh I I I'm tapped on uh, Satanica unless you have anything. Oh wait, no no no, I have a couple things from community. Um here is Adam Heap posted to Jimmy Eat World Fans. Let's see what he said. This is not Thomas Heap. Right. This is Adam Heap. The ultimate Tom Led album. Opener Rockstar 17 Episode 4 over the demo version better than o 77 satellites school blister caveman robot factory reason 346 satanica why do you think he's crediting tom as the lead on satanica
0: maybe tom's the gamer <laughs> yeah right maybe, i don't know why huh? yeah
1: no one acknowledges satanica uh-uh. being on this list um uh so yeah kind of a trip and uh and so that's that one and then clayton novak says i think i have everything ever recorded by jimmy eat world on my iPad. on my ipod somebody prove me wrong and uh (laughs) kirsten remmel says let's see i have to get to this i have to get to this comment there's 38 comments on here and i have to find this one girl's thing so give me just a second here ben foot's in here oh ben foot asks do you have satanica and clayton novak says lol Ben Foot says, well, I'm trying to prove you wrong. (laughs) Clayton Novak (laughs) says, send me a link, please, LOL. Ben Foot says, it's really bad, but it's them all right. Clayton Novak (laughs) says, You have proved me wrong, LOL. Ben Foot says, sent you a DM with a bunch of stuff you probably already have, but may not have a few gems in there. Like Satanica, LOL. Clayton Novak says, Thank you, Ben Foot. Cameron Jester says, Ben Foot, I want. Then Kirsten Remmel says, Satanica is really a Jimmy song? I've downloaded it years ago, but it always seemed to me as a fake. And then Adrian Ray Ash says, send me everything. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Uh, Satanica's in here. Let's see. Uh, anybody else mention it? Nope. That's it. So, Ben Foote in the clutch. With the oh, Satanica yeah, man. Reference. Um, uh, yeah. Obviously, no covers. Maybe we should do a cover of this. <laughs> um, and I couldn't make a rave, rave DJ. It wouldn't let me paste the uh, yeah the song into rave DJ.
0: I tried to to create some. I tried to create another Jimmy Eat World tune in the saw in this application or the game. Uh, oh, and yeah. I, I don't have that much time in my day to be sitting there. No. I, I I spent after thirty minutes of trying to do it, and I had like maybe a measure of sound. I thought, dude, I'm not I'm not a a 14 year old kid anymore that can sit here for six hours doing something so yeah maybe we could do a, a normal cover where it's you and i just doing you know a couple of
1: let's do the the sincere acoustic cover of satanica <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something like that something you and i could put together quickly yeah um so yeah there it is satanica uh-huh. by jimmy e. world yes um J- justin what are your final thoughts
0: um i think it's spooky I like it. Uh it's very different. Uh I'm glad that this came up and was, you know, fulfilled this whole mystery for however many years, 3 or 4 years that they were mentioning this this song and they thought, "Let's just release it on our MySpace." And now look, now it's become uh it's become this song that I don't know, it just has this reputation and I'm glad that we have a copy that we could listen to.
1: Yes. And uh, yeah, it's a cool little jam. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's totally if out of the realm If this was your first time yeah. If, oh this, my gosh. if you're listening to this And this was your first time hearing <laughs> Satanica Please call 44JPod and let us know What your thoughts are yes, On and this song
0: David what are your thoughts on this song
1: um, This is probably the second time I ever heard it Was right when you played it again And uh, yeah <laughs> it's a trip man It's all over the place I forgot about that uh, That vibey bridge uh, We'll call it <laughs> Yeah right. <laughs> um, we should create a genius page for this song. <laughs>
0: but, oh man. Yeah. What do you put when there's no when there's no when it's instrumental? Um, brackets? Right, maybe we put
1: in brackets. Yeah. yeah. verse, Verse, uh, bridge.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: well, we got to make um, sure we give a spooky salutation too.
1: Oh, um, uh, oh, uh do you have something in mind? Or? Oh no,
0: no. I was just saying, oh, okay. like in a, in a spooky manner, not necessarily. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh
1: Everybody, boo! Excellent
3: to each other. And party on, dudes. (laughs) Spooky.